Uh, today's Thursday, February twenty or February second. That is also known as Groundhog Day. There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb. Hey. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. Okay, campers, rise and shine, and don't forget your booties, cause it's cold out there. Today. It's cold out there every day. What is this, Miami Beach? Not hardly. So. That's right, woodchuck chuckers. It's Groundhog Day. Classic from the uh, the movie with Bill Murray. Oh my gosh, Uh, love that movie. Uh, But I've always just been really, uh, I never understood why we pretty much wager all of our what the weather's going to be like, put all our uh, money towards uh, Groundhog. Now, Punxsutawney Phil, the chances of him seeing his shadow today, uh, survey says 58% of people, they uh, they trust Punxsutawney Phil and his predictions. Now, is he going to see his shadow? Is it going to be six more weeks of winter? Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. I'm, I'm going with the six weeks of winter because we really didn't have that much of a, a winter these past uh, few months. So, I I mean, six more weeks of winter, eh, that's okay. But this tradition of Punxsutawney Phil, obviously it's not the same uh, groundhog, but the tradition dates back to 1841. That's why all the guys wear all those uh, top hats and weird suits and things like that. Uh, and it's observed in, US, in the U.S. and in Canada. So there you go. Other weird holidays happening today. It's National Change Your Windshield Wiper Day. Um, if the rubber has worn down to the metal and it's carving uh, into your glass on your windshield, oh, that just gave just describing that gave me chills. I cannot handle the scraping of metal on glass. That, ugh. <laughs> anyways, moving on. It's also National Tater Tot Day, World Ukulele Day, Optimist Day. Uh, read out loud day. I do that every day. But there you go. Those are some weird holidays that are happening today as you uh, get things going. Uh, Tom Brady is officially retired. So he says. He says for good this time. This is uh, what he ended up saying on Instagram yesterday. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first, so I won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year, so I really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. I could go on forever. There's too many. Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. So there you go. Retired. Obviously, uh, he had a lot going on. Uh, He had his divorce from Giselle. She wanted him to retire years ago. She wanted him to make the choice. Back when, I think it was like after Super Bowl number six, 
And then he ended up deciding, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to retire from the Patriots. I'm going to be done. Oh, no, I guess I can go and get one more. And then he just kept going. And so I think she uh, she had enough of that. He need to make the choice. And I guess he's made the choice now after the divorce is happening. Uh, so we'll, we'll just have to wait and see what ends up happening with him now that he uh, has uh, a big paycheck on the table, $375 million to talk about football. I mean, is that really making a choice? He's... I guess he's made his choice that he has a love for football. Uh, $375 million from Fox. But that's the problem is that this entire year, he should have retired last year because he could have just pretty much went right into the booth and been done with it. But now you got these other guys like Greg Olson and some of these other um, analysts that have been really good. So we'll have to wait and see how he ends up fitting into the mix over there. But he's got the big paycheck, so obviously he's not going to have any problems with making money. Plus, he's got a movie coming out this weekend, that 80 for Brady. So uh, I think I think he's going to be all right. I mean, seven Super Bowls, played till almost being 45 years old. It's just uh, crazy. But, and And to think... He was on the University of Michigan football team as a backup and then picked in the, what, seventh round, and he ends up winning seven Super Bowls. Just a, a definitely should make a movie about just his career and, and something like that. Who would play Tom Brady in a movie about Tom Brady? He's too old, but Matt Damon would be perfect for it. They've got, they have the same face structure, but obviously Matt Damon's older than Tom Brady. But maybe they just go with a digital digital Matt Damon or something like that. We're seeing a lot of those where they make younger versions of, of people. Time now for Got Something to Say, where I talk to uh, our friends and neighbors about great things happening right here in our community. Feel free to reach out to me. If you're part of a nonprofit, maybe you uh, volunteer for one or you have... Uh, Something coming up soon, a fundraiser. Hey, I know it's Girl Scout cookie season, so maybe uh, reach out to me about some of that stuff or any of these other organizations that are doing great things in our community, and uh, you can be part of the show. Got something to say brought to you by our friends at United Federal Credit Union. We get you. My guest today is Jamie Brooks from Casa of Southwest Michigan. Jamie, how you doing? I'm doing great, Johnny. How are you? Doing fantastic. Always good to chat with you about the things that are going on at Casa of Southwest Michigan. But, you know, we talk on a regular basis, but sometimes people may not uh, have a chance to catch our conversation. So let's catch people up on what Casa is and the great things you guys do. Yeah, you know, talking about what Casa is, it's really important to know why CASA is mm. what it is. And so we advocate for kids who are in foster care in both Berrien and St. Joseph counties. Um, why do we do that? That's because kids go into foster care because they have to, to keep them safe from you know the dangers that were lurking in their own homes. Um, and when that happens, that's an incredibly difficult transition for children. You can imagine you know, plucking a child out of mm -hmm. the only home that they know, even though it's a dangerous one, and placing them 
um, with strangers. Hopefully they're with family, but not always. So they could be with strangers, um, foster families and institutions. And that's an incredibly difficult transition for kids. Everything is new for them. Uh, there's so many new people that walk into their lives who are there to help and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. But all of the people in the system typically change very frequently. And because that happens and because kids are in care for so long, you know, upwards of a year and a half to two years, it's really important for a child to have a consistent adult who's right by their side, who meets with them really frequently, who knows their issues, who knows their struggles to know where they've been and know what motivates and supports them going forward so that that volunteer can really tell those who make decisions for children what those decisions should be or what might be in the best interest of those kids because those volunteers know them so well. Right. No, that's definitely a huge help to these kids. Really helps bridge the gap uh, of the things, like you said, of the the unknown. And you bring in somebody that they will know and will help them along the way. And it's certainly a uh, a great thing, a very unique thing that you guys do and certainly help quite a lot of kids uh, in our community. And you have quite a lot of volunteers as well. But, of course, you could always use more. I know one of the last times we talked was uh, you were getting more people signed up for training. And training is ongoing, but uh, training going on right now for, for some of these newer people. How's that been going? Oh, it's going great. We are thrilled with the response that we got over the holidays. We have so many people who wanted to train with us, and we're so excited. Um, Training is a long process at CASA. We want to make sure our volunteers have some real basic knowledge about the children that they're going to be serving and the system they're going to be working in. And so it is a 30-hour training event, and we're so glad that we have uh, 10 wonderful people who are training with us right now always looking for more. So if your listeners are interested in learning more about what we do and how we help kids in our own backyards, um, we'd love to talk to them. Yeah. Um, And anyone can really be a CASA volunteer. If you can pass a basic background check and if you're over 21, we will take you where you are and we will tell you and support you, train you in everything you need to know and support you along that entire journey. Yeah, I know you guys do a great job of of helping answer those questions that people may have uh, with, you know, that are wanting to volunteer and want to be a part of CASA in some way, really helping them through that process, letting them know what they're going to get into and how they're going to be able to help and how to best fit the right people with the right kids and and things like that. And it's certainly uh, really awesome that you're able to do that. But like you said, it is an intensive process. So it's, you know, taking the time to do all that stuff. So uh, it may not be right for some people, but you can find the right fit for most uh, with many different volunteer opportunities and ways that they can help. Uh, how are some other ways that we could help CASA if we're we're interested in all the great work that you guys are doing? Sure, there are lots of ways to help our program and our kids. Our program, you know, we're always looking for volunteers, as you so kindly mentioned. Um, giving us a call and letting us know you might be interested. We have, if you can't be a CASA volunteer for a child, we have other opportunities. Right now, we are looking for a social media guru. So if you are that person and you know all of those great hashtags and buttons and things (laughs) that I don't know, I would love to talk to you about advancing our game when it comes to social media. 
But we also have this amazing Friends of CASA committee, Mm -hmm. and the Friends help us with outreach, planning events, writing letters to donors, and all those great things. And we also have a newly formed CASA Cares committee, and CASA Cares was funded by the generosity of the Berrien Community Foundation that recognized that there are needs that just simply can't be met for children in the foster care system sometimes. And, you know, our volunteers were taking it out of their pocket to meet those needs. And that really isn't what we ask of them. So the Barry Community Foundation provided a a fund for this type of thing. And we have a committee of volunteers who administers that fund. So if you like uh, giving things to kids and want to take a look at those types of needs and approve or disapprove them, we would love to talk to you as well. Hey, it sounds like you got uh, the right fit for just about anybody that wants to be a part of the great work that you guys are doing. And, and let's talk a little more about that. With with CASA, like you said, you are helping kids that are in the foster care system and they're on that journey that maybe takes them away from their family. But also, uh, a lot of times, and the hope is, in any time in the foster care system, is to eventually maybe get them back to uh, their original family and talk a little bit about that reunification process and and how that works and of course you've had some success with that I'm sure. Sure the whole point of placing a child into foster care is to separate them from a dangerous situation so that the parents can do what they need to do to become safe for their children and so that can mean getting some care that they need some substance abuse care that they need it could be Um, issues regarding mental health conditions um, and and so many other types of conditions that can happen in the home that impact kids and impact their safety. Um, You know, we're 100% about children being reunified with their parents if that can be done safely. And this month we have had nine children go back to their parents or at least be in the process of returning to their parents. Um, And that is really a wonderful, wonderful thing to see because you see parents who all of them care deeply about their children, but just not all of them can overcome these barriers. Mm-hmm. To see that happen is really a wonderful miracle, and we're super excited to be a small part of that. And I should add a small plug for CASA, 66% of the children that we served last year. And remember, we serve really the most difficult cases. Sure. 66% of those kids went home to their parents. Wow. Um, and, and that's compared to about a 45% return rate for the county and the state. So um, we don't know that we're solely responsible for that, but we're happy to be a part of it. No, that's so great. And I think uh, everything that you guys do is so awesome. But like you said, the, with that success rate is great, but there are still quite a lot of kids in the system that do need to be helped and they need that that CASA to, to kind of help them along the way, along their journey. So like you said, there's still a need for those CASA volunteers, as well as other volunteers to be part of CASA Southwest Michigan. And Jamie, if we want to find more information about some of this stuff with maybe upcoming trainings or how they can be part of uh, Friends of CASA or the, the, like you said, the newly formed CASA Cares, uh, any of that stuff, how do we go about finding all of that information and, and learning more about it? Sure. Just visit our website, CASASWMI.org. Everything you need to know to get started is right on that website, including our contact information. Pick up the phone and give us a call. We'd love to talk to you. That's awesome. Definitely uh, encourage anybody to do that because CASA is such a great organization. Great people doing some great things in our community. And Jamie, always love to talk to you about all the cool things happening at CASA of Southwest Michigan. Thanks so much, Johnny.
And if you'd like to chat with me about some of the cool things that you have going on at your organization, maybe you volunteer for one, maybe you're the executive director. Hey, let's chat. Feel free to reach out to me. You can email let's talk at WSJM.com. You can also uh, call 925-WSJM, leave me a voicemail and tell me a little bit about what's going on with your organization, what you need to uh, promote and I will gladly help you do that. And got something to say can be heard during the morning show. And also in the afternoon at 5.30 after news with Andrew Green. And you can always check out the podcast at WSJM.com. Got something to say brought to you by our friends at United Federal Credit Union. We get you. And still looking for a pen pal if you'd like to do that. You can you can send me a letter. Uh, 580 East Napier in Benton Harbor. Uh, Jocelyn. Uh, yes. We need to talk about uh, making some extra money okay. here at the house. I think uh, time for some side hustles. Okay. This is one. Another one? Okay. Another one. Uh, I know I come up with a lot of really great ideas. You do. That never get off the ground. Uh, I have a lot of fun ideas for the house that I still have not finished. But I think. That's true. This is one that will make us some money. Okay. We are going to build Ikea furniture. For other people. Yes, for other people. We are going to put it together. And we can make some money. This is a true test of our relationship. We've it, tried that for ourselves. We, yeah, we have, I actually have uh, the table that I am sitting at right now here in the office is um, an Ikea table. Which we've had for... 10 years. 10 years? We purchased it in 2013. Okay. Um, we got a couple shelves and things like that. And some people may dog Ikea for being like not super quality material, but it. I think it lasts pretty long. Uh, especially, I mean, this table's it's nice. It's solid birch, I believe. I think so. Uh, the bookshelves we have... They hold books and they look okay, good. Okay, hold on. But why? We have shelves in the other room that we bought for us to use that you still haven't put up on the walls. Wait. So why would we put together other people's furniture? Because they would pay us? But those weren't Ikea, were they? See, I only build Ikea furniture. Oh. You know, Johnny, Mr. Allen Wrench, <laughs> Reinhardt. That's what they call him. You only need one tool. <laughs> and it's an Allen Wrench. Um, but... <laughs> If you or you and your partner are looking for some extra cash uh, and you're willing to test the relationship, financebuzz.com is looking for a couple and they'll pay you a thousand bucks and give you an additional $1,000 IKEA gift card. But so they're you, looking specifically for a couple. For a couple. This is not for making uh, money on the side. This is a psychological test. <laughs> this is the newest personality quiz for how strong is your marriage. That's what this is. Right. Because if anyone has ever purchased anything from Ikea, and this is not an ad for Ikea. Uh, this is actually dogging Ikea for their horrible, horrible directions. This is an ad for couples counseling. Yes, for couples counseling. <laughs> the... The IKEA furniture, I think it not only tests your relationship, it also tests your personal beliefs in am I doing this right? Because they give you all the tools, the tool, Allen wrench, single. the tool, but the directions are like a puzzle. They don't have words. 
They don't. They do not have words. They've got that little guy with, isn't that the ones, like the little guy with like no neck? Yeah. And the big nose, and he's yeah. just like, uh, put this together. I don't Are you know. thinking of that one comic my grandma used to love? Like Dilbert? No. Uh, yeah. It's an old one. I can't think, even think of what it's I called. can't think of that one. If anybody knows what that one is, 925WSJM. Um, but the, the directions, yeah, they're, they're pictures, and a lot of times it's, there's holes. There's plot holes in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like each piece of Ikea furniture is a murder mystery in itself. Yeah. It's a choose-your-own-adventure. Yeah. And most of the adventure usually ends up with extra parts. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, back to this. A thousand bucks and a thousand dollar gift card to get to go Ikea, which, what's your favorite thing at Ikea? What's my favorite the, thing? Yeah, your favorite product from Ikea. That we currently have? Yeah. What, and what's it called? And can you pronounce it? Oh, I don't even know what it's called. Um, the three-tiered teal, teal cart. Oh, yes. In the, the kitchen. The rush clunk. So. <laughs> <laughs> the the Gorgon Fluke. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yes. Of course. I love that one. Mm-hmm. The 2018 edition. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> love You're Ikea. You're hilarious. We have a friend, Matt, that will absolutely love this conversation because he, anytime he's driving by Ikea, which we know like through... Schaumburg and Bolingbroke and all those areas. He always drives by Ikea and says, hey, uh, he calls you or leaves you a little text message, says, hey, driving by Ikea, let me know if you want anything. And he never actually stops. He's just The problem by. is you always say, give me some meatballs. Yeah, meatballs. That's what I want. They're not that great. I think they're fantastic. Oh. So $1,000 plus $1,000 and you uh, shop for anything for like a bedroom set. You put it together, document the ups and downs of the process. And then, boom, you get 1000 and a 1000 Is there a way they don't give you the money? Like, just kidding, you weren't successful? I mean, the only prerequisite... <laughs> prerequisite is that you have to live near an Ikea, which we don't. We don't. uh, And you have to have time to shop and assemble the furniture. I always have time to shop. Between February 21st and March 21st uh, and then share photos and video of your experience. So as far as any other requirements or like, hey, you did all of these things and now we're still not going to give you the money. I think we could do it. They want to see the torment. They want to see the torment and they want you to, yeah, feel all of that. Look how close they came to divorce. Uh, Look at this. That would be a great reality show, though, is shop. Honestly, I would document it like a reality show. I think you would. It's just the the upper class version of an escape room. Exactly. (laughs) Give everybody, that would be the best escape room. I just rent a place. Buy a bunch of IKEA furniture, take out like one piece, and then give them the Allen wrench and say, "All right." But only if it's furniture like we actually wanted. And then when they when they complete it, we're just like, "Oh, hey, thanks." There you go. Bye. You, you know, yeah, we want it. But then, would you give them the bookshelf? No, it would be for me. Oh, it'd be for. <laughs> okay. Hey, just that might be cheaper. People in to assemble my own furniture. I think that's a great idea for not a thousand dollars. But I don't know what, as far as the proximity to an Ikea, you have to be. I mean, we've got... It's probably pretty close because every time I try to order online, they're like, we can ship it to your house for $250. Exactly. Or you can come pick it up and put it together yourself. But Indianapolis, uh, 
and there's like two near Chicago. So we got Detroit-ish. A few miles, a couple hours. Between a couple hours, that, that's that's a quick day trip. Let's make it. Okay, everyone. We'll see you in 30 days when we assemble 16 dressers. I think we got a great idea on our hands. Reality show of people putting, uh, reality show or escape room of people putting together furniture or a game show trying to pronounce all of the Ikea furniture names. I think it's a great one. This is a good one. I, I'll take your word for it. If you want to be a part of something like this, uh, maybe a down payment on our escape room so that we can buy that furniture, feel free to give us a call, 925-WSJM or email let's talk at WSJM.com. Well, they've been teasing us about this and telling us, hey, this is going to happen soon. Netflix going to start cracking down on the password sharing, and they're going to do it as soon as next month. And now we uh, know how they're going to be able to do it. Well, kind of. They updated their frequently asked questions uh, recently, and they said, quote, to ensure uninterrupted access to Netflix, connect to the Wi-Fi at your primary location, open the Netflix app or website, watch something at least once every 31 days. Now, this creates, they say, a trusted device so you can watch Netflix even when you're away from your primary location. So, what if somebody outside your house tries to use your account on a non-trusted device? They say Netflix will prompt users who try to uh, sign into your account elsewhere to sign up for their own account instead and block their access until they do. Oh, man. But what if that someone is you? So, you're, say you're traveling. And you want to open your account on a hotel TV or something like that. In that case, they said, you have to request a temporary code when you sign in. It gives you access for seven consecutive days. And what if you're somebody that has been using someone else's password for um, and login for years? Like, honestly, my brother and I, we share Netflix. He has his account, and we share Netflix. And then I help, I, uh, in turn, trade him things like Disney Plus and some of the other ones. But what am I going to do now? I mean, the good thing is, is there's really not a lot of really good shows on Netflix right now. I mean, there are a few that I do need to watch, but uh, don't really want to pay for it because let's be honest, we're already paying for a ton of streaming services and this is just another way for Netflix to uh, make some more money. I know they have their with ads thing they came out with a while ago, but is it really worth it or are you just going to, for those people that decide to share passwords and logins with other people, are you going to go through with it and just end up getting your own account or are you just going to say, eh, I, I think I'm done with Netflix. I think I'm. I, I think it's time to break up with Netflix. But uh, some other things that I saw that I f- found interesting. If uh, you heard of the 100 envelope challenge, it's trending on social media. The challenge helps people save money over the course of 100 days. The way it works is you place a dollar in an envelope on day one. On day two, you put two dollars. Uh, and the stashing of money should continue until 100 envelopes are full 
on uh, day 100. Each day, the increments should increase by a dollar, and they say on day 100, if you do the math, ding, a person who save would save $5,050, they say. So here's another tip. You get 101 envelopes, and then once you're all done with those 100 envelopes, you stuff them into one large envelope and send it to 580 East Napier, Benton Harbor, care of the morning show. Sounds like a great idea. So I'll see. I'll hope to hear from you in about 100 days. This kid has been uh, outside for more than 100 days. Actually, a 14-year-old Duluth, Minnesota teen making headlines because he's slept outside for 1,000 consecutive days. His name is Isaac Ortman, and he started sleeping outside when he was 11. And during the winter, he just sleeps in his own igloo. And he says, uh, I don't see it ending anytime soon. I might even keep going through college. It's a lot of fun, and I'm not ready to stop. Now, he says the coldest night that he's experienced was when the temperatures dipped to negative 38. And he says the only close call he has is when a bear walked by the patio door of his home. Yeah, a bear. No big deal. It's just a bear coming by your igloo. It's just another day in Minnesota. Oh, man. I don't think I could do that. A thousand days. I'm not sure why he's doing this. I don't know if he just decided, hey, um, I don't want to live with my parents anymore, so I'm going to go sleep outside. Because uh, I'm pretty sure there was another kid in another area that I saw on the news one time sleeping in a tent. and he was, But he was doing it because he learned the Boy Scouts uh, camping out and really enjoyed it. And it's like, hey, I could do this all the time. So we'll see how much longer this kid in uh, Duluth, Minnesota ends up going. But a 1,000 days sleeping outside in Minnesota. I don't think I could sleep one day outside in Minnesota. No, not happening. It's time for your Moody on the Market update where I tell you about some of those great stories that you'll find when you get there. It's uh, brought to you by our friends and insurance management service. Call IMS today, your local auto owners agency, with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles. This sounds like a fun event. The Lake Michigan College Visual and Performing Arts Department is inviting the public to enjoy an evening of music and art when it presents the Color and Sound Choir Concert at 7 p.m. on Thursday, February 23rd in the Lake Michigan College Mendel Center uh, Hanson Theater right there on the Benton Harbor campus. Now, the multimedia performance is going to feature the LMC Vocal Chamber as well as the LMC Concert Choir, both under the direction of Rebecca Dervis-Selvage and uh, in collaboration with their college's visual arts program. The vocal group's going to perform art-inspired music selections while the student artwork and historical uh, standards by well-known painters, those are going to be projected behind the performers. Among the planned selections are Luke's Brumilas, uh, which is by Nate Adams, performed by the LMC Concert Choir, True Colors by uh, Saunders Choi, and that's going to be performed by the Vocal Ensemble. And Combined Choir going to have a performance of Sunday by Huff. And you can enjoy all of this for the low, low price of free. 
Admission is free. However, donations to the benef- to benefit Calling All Colors are encouraged. Now, Calling All Colors is a program designed for elementary school age children in Southwest Michigan to interact together in a safe educational environment and uh, while creating new friendships in a small group setting. If you want more info on this, go to Ellen or LakeMichiganCollege.edu. That is slash arts, and you can also call two six nine nine two seven. 8876. Go read that full story and get to know more about uh, the concert and all the great things that are going to be happening over at Lake Michigan College. Check out MoodyOnTheMarket.com and the Moody on the Market app in your app store. Your Moody on the Market update brought to you by Insurance Management Service. Call IMS today, your local auto owners agency with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles.